Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where your host, Alison K. Summers, is searching the globe to introduce you to cutting-edge thinkers and entrepreneurs whose stories will inspire you to innovate your own business life. Having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, Alison is taking her own experiences to help today's CEOs and professionals meet the ever-changing demands of the future of work. Now, here's your host, Alison K. Summers. Hello to our CEOs and busy business professionals. Today, we head over to Munich, Germany to speak with a fabulous and dynamic businesswoman who has lived and worked on three continents. So she's a lady after my own heart. And as an entrepreneur, she knows how to dream and execute in a bold way. So just imagine this. You believe so passionately in your defined mission to reach 20 million business professionals in the world and to empower them to take their business to the next level. That coaching is not enough. Speaking is not enough. But you decide to go all in on co-founding your own magazine and you execute so well and so boldly that you get that magazine into the seat pockets of jets traveling across Europe and the world. You get it onto bedside tables and five-star hotel rooms. So we just have a fabulous story for you today. So to hear her founder's journey and to receive tips for business professionals on managing your brand story, welcome Sue Baumgartner-Bartish to the show. Welcome, Sue. Thank you so much, Alison, for this lovely, lovely introduction. I'm very, very excited to be with you on this show and to welcome all of you listeners out there, and I'm very happy that I can be part of this. So, Sue, we have so many questions for you, but let's start with um, let's start with the publication. Tell us about the name of the publication, what the mission, what the core is that you're trying to share through the uh, magazine. Yes. So our magazine is called the Business Booster Today magazine, and it is by now the number one Germany-based magazine for the global entrepreneur. So our vision is to inspire and empower, as you said, 20 million people and to boost their lives and businesses to greater heights, well, I would say even to greater space. And the mission that we have is to really provide that link to build bridges between entrepreneurs, investors, philanthropists, and influencers on that global scale. And, and yes, our, so our, our core focus in terms of the content you had asked is all about, we're all about entrepreneurship. And when I say entrepreneurship, this includes leadership topics, startups, innovation, overall business topics such as mindset, health, and lifestyle. So we're not boosting only businesses, we're boosting lives and businesses like a rocket. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And before we do a deep dive on this rapid journey and, and about what you do today, I and on Disruptive CEO Nation, we really like to hear people's founders' journeys. And I know you started business with a corporate career. So can you just tell us a little bit um, about that background that led you to where you are today? Yes, certainly. So I, so I grew up in Germany. And yes, I am German. And, you know, the most wonderful thing that I actually observed about, about us Germans way back then was that 
um, then we consistently say no <laughs> to everything. Yeah, we're like skeptical, we're cautious, and if you give us something that we have not heard of or that we don't know about, 100% the answer you will get is no. So at the age of 23, an opportunity showed up in my life um, to give me a bigger lesson about how the world works outside my own thinking and environment. And I decided to take that opportunity. So my first stop actually of all the places that was I would say completely different from the way Germans think was actually in the United States of America. And so I took a position as a financial auditor that reviewed Fortune 500 companies and met with top corporate leaders. It was, it was really actually hard work, but my journey then continued uh, and took me to Asia and after 10 years back to Europe. And so my yeses on my journey actually allowed me in the end to leave my corporate life and to grow my wings and to own my own business. And I said to myself, you know, instead of following um, a vision of somebody else, I want to follow my own vision. And even though there were many challenges along that way, I was confident that those years of corporate training um, had prepared me for this. Yeah, and what a, what a actually a keen insight to be able to crack into all those corporations and their financial inner workings. That 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 must have been a really great foundation um, for being set up to be a successful business owner. Yes, it, because in it was actually it was absolutely interesting because I got to meet with the CEOs. I got to understand what are their strategies. What what are they trying to do and what is working well and what is not working so well. So through those discussions, through those meetings, through that curiosity actually of mine about other people and their businesses, I had a fabulous time and I learned so much and obviously um, through what they were going through and helping them along to improve their business um, strategies and businesses in many different ways. Mm -hmm. So you've taken that to where you are today. And, and for me, the obvious question is in a day and age when, when so many publications are struggling and we hear of newspapers closing and magazines closing and all of these different things, you decided to start a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you're, you're very right. And you know what? It, uh, I always say if I have a vision – and I have a vision to inspire and empower 20 million people uh, to boost their lives and businesses. But when I have a vision, um, I, I go right into it. And, and for some people, yes, that vision seemed really bold. That seemed really big. And for some of them out of their way. But I knew that if I set my mind to something, I go all in. So I never think too small. And the reaction of some of the people um, really showed their own limited capacity of thinking. So I always say, don't ever think too small, um, you know, create big, because if we create big, we're able to make a much bigger impact in this world. And yes, when you say magazines, when we started off, actually, we started off with an online magazine. Now in that digital area where we live, this is what, what you get these days. You have to stay current. So we started off with that online magazine and it, it developed really from there. 
Um, and in the end, I always say, you know, you have to make sure that you know who you surround yourself with, who is supporting you in with your vision. And those are the people you get on board with that. And those are and were the kind of people um, who supported us and get us moving and going all the way. Well, I loved what you said that it it's really a reflection on other people's limited capacity of thinking. Um, I, I think that's such a wise thing that you said. I mean, obviously we all have to um, make sure we vet really well and we don't become so in love with our own ideas when we're starting new things that we're not open to feedback, but I think it's where you're getting it from. Um, and this has been, a, I, I also like, um, we talk a lot about, there's so much in digital space and that's so great. And I know you do events too, but we, we talk about, you know, you still have to put your brand in people's hands and people can have an affinity for you in the digital world. But I always talk when I speak about the digital space and the human space. And I think there is this craving for tangible things you can touch. So yeah. um, I, I love that. So you've, you've actually had a fairly, what I believe is a, a, a rapid pace from concept to where you're at today. And, you know, I know you had to build a, a team. So how did you go about scaling and building a team to go from an online magazine to this print magazine with its distribution around the world? Right. It's it's really um, so. The biggest thing here that we did was to to take massive action, and that's why our our logo or symbol is that of a rocket. It's like boom, right? You start something, you take massive action, and you go where you want to go. So we started off with the online magazine, which then shortly turned into a printed magazine because, like you said, Alison, people even though we live in this digital era. People need to feel it, need to touch it, need to um, get connected with what it is that we're going through, what we're doing with the magazine. So um, we shortly went into the print edition and we, we took the magazine to different events and for our own events and for other people's events as well. And, and this was brilliant because when they could see it and feel it, they're like, wow, this is like a nice and glossy magazine. It feels really great. It's high quality. It's, it's super and, and it looks great. The content is nice. So we got that feedback and that pushed us further than to say, okay, people love it. People like it. Online is good. Print is good. So what's the next thing? But before I go into it, your question was about assembling that team. That's so important because when you when you start off and you go with massive action, you need a team to support and to help you. So over the course of that year, we assembled about 12 to 15 editors on a global scale. Um, and right now we have an international and a global team that's working with us uh, um, in different countries on around the globe. And that's absolutely important because you need that support. You can't do it all by yourself if you want to grow and scale that business. And, and so you have um, these editors around the world. Can you give us an example of some of the locations where they're at, uh, just to help emphasize the globalness of it? Yes. So we have people so in Europe, obviously, because we are based, although we are based in Germany, I always say I feel like the world has become my home um, because uh, I reach out to people 
on different continents and that's absolutely fabulous so starting with europe going all the way to the usa going to africa going to australia to asia you name it 74 countries um, is what we have right now in terms of readership so it's really brilliant and our editors are from all these continents and different places no, it's 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 fabulous. No, and no, I've I've had your magazine in my hands. I know what it feels like and and and, and what it is. And so on that note, you know, your magazine is now in, in 74 countries. In terms of building your distribution channel, what led to the concept of placing the magazine on on planes in the pockets of those seats where people like me can can who forget their book can go, oh, look at this. <laughs> yes, that's so that's that's really so when we we had the online magazine, we had the print, people got a feeling. We have both now the digital and the uh the physical magazine. So we said, okay, what's next? So then we reflected upon that and we said, so what's the vision? Reaching 20 million people, boosting lives and businesses, right? So how do we scale? How do we go from there? And the next thing was actually flying. And the reason we had that thought in mind is because we, Christian, my, my husband and I, who started that magazine together, that's one of the businesses that we do together, we said we love flying. We love that experience of being up in the air, traveling for business traveling for pleasure and so and christian is is um also in the process of of um his goal is to get his his flying license so we said we love this so much and well why not take so we and we took of course our physical magazine with us when we were traveling we're like you know what something is missing up in the air here <laughs> why, why not bring this um magazine into the air with the business travelers, these are the people we want to reach, um, the business people, right? So there is something missing here. So there's a need, there's something missing, let's do this. And obviously, um, so that was what, what, what prompted us really um, to, to, to push further. And share with our listeners, if, if you're at liberty, some of the names of the airlines that are carrying Business Booster today. Yes. So... Um, by now, we are very excited because we are in some of the major Star Alliance airlines. So to give a couple of names, this would include Lufthansa, Swiss Airlines, Austrian Airlines, Eurowings, and some of those airlines that work in connection with, um, like, for example, Canada Air. If you have a flight, for example, between Lufthansa and Canada, and both flights go the same direction and you couldn't book on both both, um, if you've booked through Canada Airlines, for example, you would get the same pleasure of reading Business Booster Today magazine for free as well. So I don't want you to give away all your trade <laughs> secrets, but I think for, for our entrepreneurs and business professionals who are listening, it's, it's quite a bold move to, to figure out who at such a, a large, you know, you, you say, okay, I'm going to march into Lufthansa and, and pitch my idea on some of these can you give us an idea of, of how you just started the approach or, or what tactics you took to make it a reality again you don't have to give away all your trade secrets but just some tips of, <laughs> of how do you get that corporate attention yes 
So I always say when, when you do business and as a business person, business is all about connecting to people, building relationships, following up and following through. And a lot of people who start the business sometimes miss that key point of they think, I sent an email out and that's good enough and I'm waiting. No, you have to follow up and follow through with respect. And so the very important thing is how do we grow our network of influence? That is the most important thing. So it was actually very hard to get into the airlines and they have very high quality standards. So we showed them what we do and they also noted that our magazine is available via Amazon worldwide and that we produce high quality content um, for the business traveler in that sense or for the business person in a variety of ways that it is interesting, that it is unique. We have interesting people. Plus, you know, Christian, my husband, he has run two online magazines before. So we, so we had met the prerequisites to get our foot into the plane, so to speak. And I, I think that's great. So let me tap into, you talked about the good, the good quality. And I think here, here's where um, individuals who are listening, um, you know, whether they want to go into the magazine business or not, everybody wants media attention. Everybody wants to be a guest. Everybody wants to be be featured. And I know that you have to put a lot of um, thought and care to keep your, your quality up. But in your estimation, what makes a good media guest or somebody that has a compelling story that you would be willing to tell? Mm, that's a really good question, actually. Um, because, as you said, what, what or who is a good media guest and what is good media? So, when we're dealing with people again, it's all about, it's a people's business. And as we elevate people's brands and profiles, we get a lot of applications and people in our case have to go, have to go um, through an application process because we're getting so many requests that we are very, we want to make sure that we provide that high quality content and that we really get to know um, the people that we feature and that we interview for the magazine. I know some other magazines just get in, just get in the content and just publish it, but we always want to get to know the person behind the business, the CEO behind that business, the person that is thinking big, the person that is unique, the person that is trying to make an impact. So a good, a good media guest is someone who's, respectful and appreciative it's a person who really wants to make a true difference and whom we help making this difference by getting either their idea out their dream out their message out the door um, who then also spreads the word about our magazine so it's like making a joint effort mm -hmm. We do not work with negative people. We do not work with people who complain and who criticize. Those are not our media guests we work with. We make sure that, that we provide an excellent experience for our clients that want media attention and want to work with us. So excellence, service, good, communica good communication, great follow-ups and follow-throughs is what we do with our clients and we work uh, with with clients who are then really happy, you know, so it's that positive, um, I would say that positive, the positivity of that person really. 
And in all of the companies that you've interviewed, are there any innovative ones or any, like you said, fantastic energy that you would think our listeners would be interested in, in saying, hey, I should, mm -hmm. I should go look that up? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we have, uh, so, so the way our magazine is basically structured, we could envision amazing articles in terms of the content. Then we couple that with major brands. So for example, we have BMW in our magazine. We have um, Hublot, Hublot in terms of watch manufacturers, cars, Range Rover we had in our magazine. So major brands. Then we have influencers like you know, for example, we had Richard Tan and Veronica Tan from Success Resources, a leading provider of educational services on the cover of our, our magazine. And in terms of companies, we just recently had um, actually a really fascinating, innovative mind and CEO named Toby Deckard out of Germany, who created a company called Shred Rack. And it's an idea of a lightweight and modular car roof rack that is inflatable. It's inflatable for extreme sports lifestyle, whether you go um, surfing, kayaking, or other types of styles where you can inflate that roof rack. So it's really brilliant. That's like one of the companies. So check them out, Shred Rack out of Germany. We also had an interesting um, company out of Singapore the, the other day called Inbox Income Academy with their founders. And they grow um, through their profitable email marketing business that they created and how they help other companies with that. And we have, um, what else comes to my mind? Yes, a company out of Wales, a fast, actually Wales' fastest growing property investing in sourcing company called source my property so that's those are just some examples well no i i really appreciate you sharing those examples because i think it gives our listeners a, a flavor of of why they it and as you said it doesn't matter where you sit in the world why they can take a look at your magazine and and see what it has to has to offer I want to come back to you as a leader and one of the things that we love on the show is to hear a little bit about your naked lesson something that was a tough tough spot because <laughs> in our conversation so far everything has just gone so so lovely but we know to assemble a team of of editors that are around the world um, and to you know, keep doing this follow-up and follow-through. I'm sure there were some tough lessons in here. Anything that you could share? Anything you would have done differently? Wow. Well, yes, that's that's also really... Um, yes, uh, we always talk about successes, right? And as you say, what are some of the, 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 the tough lessons? And actually, one of, one of my favorite recent quotes that jumps to my mind when you ask for those tough lessons is a quote by Steve Maraboli, and it goes like this. Every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I was being redirected to something greater. So rejection, in that sense, is a, is a redirection. And sometimes you work so hard for a goal or something, and it doesn't work out, and you wonder why is it, is it not working, and maybe you're putting in all the effort, um, but it doesn't go through, right? So I say, you know, this goes for personal and 
my professional life too. And I actually, actually, you know what? Um, I, I, mean, I haven't shared this actually before, but I'm going to share this with you. Uh, I did not meet, for example, my husband until the age of 34 years, when I was 34 years old. And the person that I was in love with before was, in the end, not the relationship material that I had thought he was. And I did not understand, for example, why this person would, would not want to commit. So I was devastated. But now when I look back and when we look back in our lives, sometimes, you know, we understand so much better that sometimes life and things in life do not work out. Right. And then we see things work out for the better because our journey is meant for something more suitable or, or bigger. So same goes for working, you know, with people, for example, like, I always say in business, you, I, I hire people for their drive and their eagerness and, and willingness to learn the, rather than the degrees that they have. So one of the lessons, for example, in business is um, that I was had to face with is to let go of those people who just do not deliver. And this may sound really harsh, but it will make a big difference not only to, to, to your business, but to the overall team in the company. So, so basically all these failures that I had and feelings of rejection became the foundation that I needed for my own successes. So these are just a couple of snippets I have not shared before, but here we go. <laughs> oh no, I appreciate it. And I, and I do, and I think what you just said is a tough one. Let go of, of people who do not deliver. And, and we talk time and time again with entrepreneurs and people in the startup phase and that tough lesson of of the people who start with you might not be the people who carry on with you. Um, so I think that's great advice. Speaking of great advice, Sue, I know that in addition to all of these busy things that you also do take your time and talents and are an executive coach. Um, and so can you tell us anything um, that would be an insight on, um, on coaching or just a, a final word of wisdom for our listeners? Um, well, I think as a businesswoman and as, a, as an entrepreneur, some of the key elements I feel like I want to share is when people start out, I want to scale number one, speed of implementation. Once you have that idea, once you have a vision, you have to take massive action and don't overthink, don't overcomplicate things, get it going and improve as you go along. This is what we did. And actually, uh, there's really one funny story that, that comes to my mind too, is when, um, when we got, so sometimes we get feedbacks, we get emails of people sending in their comments about our magazine. And I got that um, an email um, and the person says, you know what? Your cover actually looks not really that glamorous and it's not that great. It's almost like a starter. <laughs> and, and I was like, actually, wow, all right. <laughs> so what have you done to get your business going and to scale the business? And how profitable is your business? And I am satisfied with it. how it looks. Is it working? Is it monetizing? And what are you doing? But actually, so this is what I'm saying, have that speed of implementation because later on you can always improve. And 
And sure enough, we did also then make some changes to the layout and to, to the graphics, etc. But that was not the main concern at first. Sometimes people get so hung up by the looks or about a certain product. Oh, everything has to be perfect. No, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's what I want to say. And to make that loop to that person actually who wrote that comment, we the funny thing is you sometimes, I mean, you meet people twice in your lifetimes at least, right? So we did an event in Australia and uh, we went with our magazine and sure enough, this person saw now our magazine came actually up to, to that event and to, to some of our people and said, I really love this magazine. Now it looks brilliant. Actually, I want to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad they didn't want to work with you when, <laughs> when you were still in your implementation. That is so funny. Well, yeah. so um, what I want to do to close is um, I want to look to the future because at Disruptive CEO Nation, we talk about the future of work and, and we like to keep our eye on the future. So if we come back and meet with you again in two or five years, what would be the story that you're hoping you're telling to us? Mm. That's a deep one, but it's, it's a good one. And deep because I like to think deep. And um, as a business coach and international speaker, and co-founder of this magazine, we work with a lot of people. I work with individuals, I, I, group, I work with groups, we coach them on their entrepreneurial journey. So I, I would like to actually do more events, more workshop, workshops with others on a global scale. And in my, in my speech, in my keynote speech that I did the other week here in Germany, I said to those 50 nations that were present, there is more power in collaboration than in competition. So I want to do things more globally and more with others because I think then we can, we can achieve so much more if we work with the right people on, on, on a global scale together. And another thing that is really close to my heart are children. We have our daughter and I would love to offer more workshops and tools for children because I say, I say children are the future entrepreneurs and leaders. So let's empower them to create their own happiness and their success. And so for the Business Booster Today magazine, my goal is to expand the business into other parts of the world. South America, we haven't touched that much yet. So and also to get many more influential people and unusual CEOs and businesses and people to interview and showcase in our magazine. And one of my top goals is actually to, to either meet in person or to get, um, not in person, but to somehow um, get in touch with Oprah Winfrey and to interview her. I've got, I had met uh you know Stedman graham last year at the business event so my top goal would be oprah winfrey well that is that is wonderful and i i know you're going to achieve it because i i know how much you've achieved in, in such a, a short period of time and i want you to tell people how they can find you as a, a business coach and as a speaker and how they can find uh business booster today magazine Yes. So anybody looking 
out to share their message with the world, to share that dream, to, to share that business idea, definitely go to our website for Business Booster, which is www.businessboostertoday.com. You can send us an email to info at businessboostertoday.com for any collaborations or to apply and get featured. And you can follow us on social media. We have a Facebook fan page that's called Business Booster Today, three words. And for me personally, you can follow me on LinkedIn, of course, under Sue. And the last name is Baumgartner-Barch. I'm also on major social media channels. And you find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, as I said, LinkedIn is a lot for, our, for us as business professionals. And I would love to connect with you out there. All listeners, I'm happy to hear your story. I would love to meet you. I would love to hear from you. Get in touch with us. I'm always looking for unusual and interesting and unique stories and people. Thank you so much, Sue. I really appreciate it. And as Sue has said, business is all about connections. So if you think there's somebody out there who needs to hear the story that Sue shared with us today, please like, comment, share this um, episode of the podcast. If you think there is somebody that would make a great guest for Disruptive CEO Nation, please write to me at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, everyone, keep your eye on the future. And Sue, thank you again for the generosity of your time and your story. It was my pleasure, absolute pleasure, Alison, and thank you so much for having me. And it's a pleasure to add value to to this to this show and to to know you and to work with you. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.